guys welcome to the after laugh this is a uh, one of the first interview podcasts i i i'll be doing during the coronavirus i mean i've had a couple but this is like we're in the midst of it mm-hmm. like we're in the midst we couldn't be more in the midst of it right now we are so a lot of people don't want to come by the way this is this is my guest ocean glampian That's what's how you up man it, right? yeah you did say it right all right do, do good, people Bill? fuck it up a lot uh when i was in school yeah growing up they did they messed it up a lot uh, what people, a lot of people don't know is that my real name is Osayan. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So when I first moved to L.A., uh, I started doing comedy and imagine people trying to say my name. <laughs> <You're> like, <"Fuck laughs> I'm Ocean. <laughs> I'm Ocean. I remember my friend that I grew up with, he used to always call me Ocean. So I was just like, I'm going to just use that. It's a cool fucking name. Thank and you. not a lot of people are named. I mean, Osayan is cool, too. Right. Does anyone but call you that? Does your mom still call you that? Only my mom. And now only you from <laughs> that's the that's no one knows that. Even oh, when really? I, no, I swear to you, even when I meet girls, they'll go, Is Ocean your real name? And I have a thing, I go, um, that's what my mom told me. Yeah. Yeah, you because know, I never so tell anybody funny. my my name. So only my mom, even my brothers don't call me Osion anymore. They call me yeah. Ocean. Now I wanna ask your age, but we're probably around the same age. I don't know. Thirty six. Okay, I'm a yeah. little bit older than you. Fuck okay. you. So, um, <laughs> <you know. laughs> That's all, you look good, though. Don't matter. <laughs> anyway, um, so because I went to, I don't know, where did you grow up? New Orleans and L.A. I did both. New Orleans and L.A. Bit. So yeah. when you, mainly, did, did you grow up Orleans. in like public schools that were mostly like ethnic and Absolutely. black? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when I was, I went to a school called T.C. Williams, uh-huh. which I don't know, Donnell Rollins went there too. Uh-huh. And uh, Where's that, D.C.? It's Where? right outside D.C., yeah. Okay. All right. So, um. And there was a big trend at the time, particularly after the Black Power movement in okay. the 60s. So, so kids who were born in the 70s in uh, a lot of black communities uh-huh. were given really interesting names. It's right. just part of the thing. And right. sometimes the names were spelled differently. They are pronounced like female, famale, yeah. orange jello, orangelo. Yeah. Those are real names. That really? Existed. Yeah. Not at wow. my high school, but those are actually real names. And so uh, it's just because Ocean's kind of in the same sort of ballpark. It is, yeah. So I wanted to keep it, like, the same. Like, I didn't want to go, you know, like, someone whose Asian name is really crazy, and they come over and they're just like Chris. And, like, uh, <laughs> your name is Wang Chi Lee. How do you get that and go to Chris? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's no – so I was like, at least I'm going to keep it, ocean, like, with an O. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I didn't want to go some just regular offbeat name. Yeah, yeah. Because I do like my I, – I, you know what? As I was growing up, I didn't like Osion just because so many people messed it up. Like, sure. You know what I mean? And as kids, kids can be really cruel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? No, yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't even matter. Yeah. What your name is? My son's name is Taylor. They're still gonna find <laughs> a gonna way. Find something around with Taylor. <laughs> They're still gonna, yeah. So, but it was more for me. So yeah. I, I didn't really like it growing up, but as I got older, I liked it. Of course. Yeah. yeah. That's always the case with, with yeah. like, you know, my name is Bill, which right. is a fine name growing right. up. But you get older, it's like phone bill, credit <laughs> right, card right, bill. Right, right, right. It's a shitty name. <laughs> so I like it when people call me right. Billy, because right. Billy is like, okay, that's something. Right. And and I do a whole bit about this, but like my dad was Dave, my grandpa, Dave, my brother, Don, Don, my other brother, Jim. It's just really boring. So whenever like... I, I think it's really, and it's true, just, and usually in, in black communities, names get a lot more interesting and varied, and it was part of a way of, like, taking back, taking back the slave name, like, exactly. we're not going to be, very you know. True. This is so very true. I find that very, very fascinating. It's also cool that you're here because I don't have a lot of people uh, coming on the podcast who aren't just fucking crackers, you know what I mean? <laughs> For real. I really? <laughs> and and it, it's nothing, it's nothing intentional <laughs> right. about that, usually, um. Like I, I, I want to get people from <laughs> right. from Chocolate Sundays to come. <laughs> Why so. don't you? You're a, so. Here's the thing. You're a cool enough, funny enough, like great guy that all you have to do is ask. I think. I know. I know. I think. Well, here's a weird thing. I'll, I'll share with the ocean. Someone yeah. told me. Because I've done, we've done shows together. Chocolate exactly, Sunday. exactly. Not even cho- we went to Oakland together. Oh shit, you were on that show too. Yeah, yeah, me. Oh, oh. I still have fucking PTSD from that fucking show. <laughs> right, right, right. Listen. So let's tell them what the show is about. Okay, so listen, Oakland. So they're doing chocolate Sundays in uh, Oakland, and they picked probably the most ghetto ratchet place in Oakland they could find. Right. Yeah. And um, ghetto ratchet audiences are very different. Yes. It's a it's a different kind of beats. Yes. So, you know, um 
you didn't do as bad as you might think, but you know <laughs> what you're capable of. Mm. But when you you see what I'm saying, you know what you're doing. And so when you're when you're not doing what you think you should be doing, you're like because we're all professionals, we want to be great. You're like fuck. But there was that was that crowd. There's nothing. Yeah. What was interesting about this about I'll do a quick sidebar yeah. and then go back to that. Um, someone did tell me at Chocolate Sunday. I'm not going to said, said yeah. it comes up because I don't. I never went to the after party Chocolate Sunday. I never really hung out, and people were like, it, "It comes off like you're a white guy being racist and not hanging out." But I just don't hang out ever with anybody. Well, you talking about in hermit. L.A. In L.A. No, I'm, you're talking about the after parties in L.A. In L.A. and stuff like that. So no, that just struck me as like, nah, man, nah. It, it, it hurt. It, whatever, it kind of yeah. hurt my feelings. But um, when I was doing that crap, so I was. I was, it was uphill battle for me. I right. mean, I did the, I was not doing well at all, but it taps into something with me where when I'm, and you might agree with this, the worst thing to be on stage is boring. I'd rather walk people than have someone fall asleep. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. I'd rather have 300 people from Oakland want to kick my ass right. than go next. Right. You right, know what right, I mean? Right, 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 right. So, it always happens, whatever the crowd is. It doesn't right. matter the culture, whatever. If I'm in a crowd of all white women and they're like, Meh, I'm like, here we go, bitch. You know, <laughs> I'm going to go right, right to the beast. Right, right, right. So you know what that crowd was. Like you said, a ratchet no, ghetto crowd. And I said, um, I said the, a, a joke I do where I said my girl was 5'10", she wore heels, made her 6'2", and then she stayed her height and heels. She looked, I'm 6'2 in heels. I'm like, really? You can do that? I'm 7'8 on a unicycle. My dick is 12 inches. If you start from the butt crack and you work your way up, and you count... <laughs> And you count the over, overhang on the condom. And I go, I'm kidding. I don't wear condoms. I pull out like a grown-up. Then there's a beat, and I go, we got a room full of black men. Let me explain what pulling out is. So I, that's, that's a risky joke for that crowd. But in my mind, I'm like, it's the only way I can salvage any, like. But here's the thing, though. Like, it's just no, that crowd was not, it wasn't, it didn't matter. Yeah. Some people did well, though. I felt like you did well. I don't know. It, I, did, I mean, I did what I, I was cool to me. You know what I mean? Like me and, you know, and Lonnie pulled me off stage so early, and that's what I was mad at. And then, you know, this, the, the set, you know, it's just so much that goes into comedy that people don't really understand as just happening. But, you know, it was a, it's a good learning experience. But here's what, I'm, here's what I'm saying. I've seen you destroy black rooms. I've seen it, – it's just – you know what I mean? Like I always – when I judge a comic, and I really try not to, I just let people in their space. But we have to, yeah. We have to. But when I judge a comic, I go off of can they do any room? Yeah, for sure. There are comics that can't do black rooms. There or are won't do black rooms. Or won't do black rooms. Black comics that won't do black rooms. Yeah. I'm just talking about there are comics that just won't do certain rooms, whether it be white, Mexican, Asian. I'm just saying, I think a great comic can do every room. Yes, yes. Right? Do you feel... Uh, and I'm sure this question's been posed to you. Yeah. Do you feel that it is easier for black comics to do white rooms than white comics to do black rooms? Absolutely not. Really? So here's the thing. Here's what I think. I think the white, and this is not you, okay, but the white comic that does the black shtick. Oh, dude, don't get me started on that fucking <laughs> shit, bro. <laughs> right, right. Because so, you know when I go up there, I'm not. I'm like, yo, dog, I'm not trying to be all right, fucking. Right, that's what I said. That's not you. I'm yeah. saying, but the white comic that does the black shtick kills at black comedy shows. Interesting. Because black people are so, and this is and whatever, but black people are just so easily impressed with that. So they go and they just fucking eat it up. I'm not going to name a comic, but he's been making a living for years. Only doing black rooms, and he's a very successful comic, and he only does black rooms, but it's like a black stick. Is he, is he a comic who may or may not have been upset about the N-word video that Chocolate Sunday did? I, I, th <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't really okay. follow him. Okay. But yeah. I, know, I, know the, I know the letters of his uh, initials of his... But anyway. Can I have he, a G? Can I have a G? No, not a G? Okay. So he's been doing that yeah. for years. Yeah. And it works. For sure. Because it's a stick and and as a black culture, we like it's like whenever 
the white comic that does a black stick when they go up there the first thing is they start doing dancing yes and black people are dude, just dude like, i've been guilty of that too you probably see me up there I, but listen but it's different though it's different yeah. what i'm saying is every, mo- when you do most black rooms black people come we love dancing yeah that's why they sell chicken us and with people dancing yeah you see what i'm saying so yeah. we like it yeah so i think every most black or white or whoever does chocolate Sundays or D-Ray's room or whatever room in, in America, you come up dancing with music. I'm good with that. I'm just talking about the ones that are just like the stick. It's not authentic to them. It's not authentic. Yeah. That's, That's interesting because... Uh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that I've always felt on some level black audience... If you're inauthentic, black audiences... And there's no other way to say it. Black audiences. Right. They catch it. Right. They're like, this is... This is corny. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And and somehow that BS uh, detector isn't as um, sort of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like in, attuned with white audiences. White audiences will be like, just fall for any bullshit. Okay, so here's what I was going to say about that now. So when I first started doing comedy, people used to say to me, because of, of course I'm black, so I started in black rooms. Sure. Right? So- when I started venturing out and doing other rooms and going to San Diego and going to different places, and uh, people would go, white rooms are hard because they're, but they're not really hard. It's just you have to be, any room you do, you have to be relatable. Yes. So if they haven't gone through your experiences, they're not going to laugh. Yeah. The one thing that white people will do is that they will. Give you the courtesy claps. <laughs> the white guilt clap. The white guilt clap. Give you the courtesy clap. They won't really boo you unless it's a fat, frat boy, drunken dude. Interesting. A guy. Yeah, guys that yell out that like the frat boy, 24, he's trying to impress his two hot chicks he got with him. Yeah, yeah. So he'll start yelling shit. But other than that, it, yeah. they, they, they just... Black people, and that's what I was saying. Black people just, we just are like, I don't like you. Fuck you. Get off the stage. You're whack. Come back better when you're funnier. I don't, yeah. yeah. But white people will sit through and go, okay, well, I mean, he, he tried. Yeah. That was, that was, that was good. Yeah. He, at least he tried. So, so it's, it's a very different, but like I said, you, me, I, I, I know we can do any room. For sure. I, with our material. Mm-hmm. It's not like you're writing. Okay, I got, I'm going to do a Latin room tonight, so I'm going to go write some Latin jokes. Yeah. No, you're just doing who you are because the stuff you do is relatable. What's funny about that is, and whatever. I mean, yeah. Pookie listens to it. Who gives a shit? Right. So I was tapped <laughs> to do the uh, Kevin Hart uh, next next, next level, level yeah. thing, right? I don't know if you did that or whatever. No, I, I did. Um, and at that time, I was, I was, I'd gone through a breakup, and I was dating this vegan. And I had this whole bit about veganism I wanted mm. to do, which isn't a distinctly white issue or white problem, but that was the set I wanted to do. To, to do. Right. I didn't want to do the stuff that I'd been doing at Chocolate Sundays that were was like very physical, and it would work, but I didn't have a real point of view attached right. to it. You know what I mean? Right. That was like, and I, I enjoyed doing it, but at the same time, I was like, I want to talk about something I want to talk about. And Pookie was like, dude, like, what the fuck is this? Basically, like... We can't. They still paid me. Fuck it. But they, they were like, we, "You can't do the taping because what about the old stuff that you're doing?" I was like, "I don't want to do that, man." And okay, so, wait, wait, wait. So they didn't put you on, or did you tape? They didn't even tape me. Why didn't you just say okay and then go up there and do what you wanted to do? That's what you should have did. You should have just said, "Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah." And then once you got up there. Just here's what here's here's the thing. Okay. You'll relate to this. Right. No, no one else listening will probably relate to this. Right. But there's uh, the club on uh, fuck um, Comedy Union. Yeah, Pico and La Brea. Pico La Brea. Um, they had someone there had doubts about my ability to do. First of all, it's not even a half hour set for next level. It's 18 minutes in quads. So basically, you have four bits. Right. It's easiest thing. It's not even a half hour. Special. It's not even out. Yeah. 18 minutes at most of material. So um, he said, you have to go to Comedy Union on a Wednesday, do half hour straight, no crowd work, and you have to kill or we're going to like pull it from you. And it 
at that time, I was so annoyed, but I just I'm not gonna do it. Right. I, you already I already signed a contract, so if you need me to re audition, I'm not gonna do it. You're not gonna do it. And they're like, okay, you're not doing it. I was like, oh, fuck. Well, here's the thing. I'm gonna give. <laughs> I'm gonna one up you. I'm gonna one up you on uh <laughs> on this whole real and, sidebar, real quick. Okay. As you know, Comedy Union on a Wednesday weekday for me to kill in a half hour. That's fucking. That's not the easiest thing in the world. Absolutely not. Yeah. But what's what's killing? That's the thing. Like it's like killing. Like they're falling out of their seats, or they're laughing, or you have a a, a straight solid set. What is killing? Yeah. And right. and and who's the? That's why I don't like doing. I I never really like doing comedy competitions, because it's like it's so subjective. Yeah, it's yeah. like comedy subjective. Like. So I'm, but but what I was gonna say, I'm gonna up your, I'm gonna up yeah. your story. Is uh, so we're on, we're on Pookie, and I love Pookie. That's my yeah. guy. Uh, we're about to Pookie. do some stuff uh, right now with the quarantine and everything. But so he created this show called Comedy Playground. Yeah. Now you did the, the taping, show the taping. show yeah. time taping. Okay. I was the original cast member. And wrote all the sketches. You wrote the N-word sketch? What's the name wrote that one? But we collaborated on all of it. Because Gary Owens says he wrote that sketch. <laughs> Gary Owens idea. was never, ever there. But he said his stand-up, it was taken from his stand-up. That's just what he says. No. He attacked me personally. No, no, no. Way. What's the name wrote that? Uh, who you did, who'd you do it with? Um, well, I did it with Eric Blake, Blake and Justin Mitchell. But. Justin Mitchell was the one that originally came up, and we punched it. So what we would do, what we would do is, we would uh, come around, and we right before we would go on stage with the audience, we would come up with bits, and we would just have it on stage. Pookie would tape it, and then we would see how it would go. And then the next week we would come back and we'd be like, oh, we're going to do the Family Feud one. Yeah. So we all wrote it there. Yeah. So no one was going other places and stealing it from people. It was yeah. like a right there written thing. And then we would go on stage and 90% of it was just. And at the Laugh Factory, right? It was at the Laugh Factory. He gets the deal with Showtime. Now, my, I'm a, it's me, Tiffany, Kevin Hart did it. What, 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 Walter what, Hong too, right? Walter, Samson, Sa Sam, uh, me, Sam, Leo Flowers, uh, Justin—we're all like the original cast. Yeah. He makes us audition. <laughs> he gets the deal, makes us audition to do what we wrote. Wow. And uh, I never was on the show. Yeah. And but I was the original cast member that started from day one where we went all the way up until he got the deal. Yeah. The only thing I could say about that, if it makes you feel any better, is that at that point there were so many cooks in the kitchen, like Scott Montoya. Uh huh. I don't know if you know Scott Montoya, no. but he was the producer for the Showtime show. Uh huh. And fuck that guy. Because <laughs> when So you know what happened with the bit, right? The inward bit. So the Showtime special the Showtime aired and I guess it was maybe they're going to pick it up it didn't get any traction no one really watched it no one heard about it um and it went away so everyone's like ah fuck it whatever it didn't quite catch and then a two years later some DJ in Germany took the n-word sketch put on Facebook entitled how a, how a white man says the n-word right. but they didn't say that word he said the actual n-i-g-g -G, right. right to to uh to a black man and he put that on Facebook, and it got – Samson called me one day. He's like, dude, go to Facebook. It got like 8 million views in a day. Wow. And, and so I'm call, calling Eric Blake. He's like, what, what do we do? We, this should be something. And uh, it never became anything. But the point is I called Pookie, and I said, Pookie, you got to catch the tail end of this lightning and just put, grab the same title, the same video, put it on YouTube. And he did it, and he got you know it's up to like – maybe eight, 10 million views right now on the YouTube. But anyway, uh, the reason I'm saying that is because, uh, why the fuck am I saying that? What was the point? I had a real why point. Why didn't you, you, you were saying, you were going to say something about Pookie and the whole situation and and the producer. Oh, Scott producer. Montoya. Yeah, right. So I've been trying to post that on my Instagram or Facebook. Oh, here's a sketch. Because 
the text of the sketch, for the most part, I wrote. Like the idea of like, it starts off like, conversation, then then N-word, then a different N-word, then N-word please, and then friendly right. N-word, right? right? So that was like an idea that I had. So I wanted to post some Instagram. So here's a, here's a sketch I co-wrote, and here's the people. Scott Montoya put a copyright infringement hold on it. So no one can post it without his permission, and he's not giving it permission. He's currently embroiled in a lawsuit. How fucking petty is that? Right. This was in 2013. 2013. Just go. Who, I'm not getting. I'm not getting a dime from the. I've right. not got any work from the fucking video. Right. Or a right, dime. right. 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 You have a copyright <laughs> thing on it. You piece of shit. Right. Right. So right. So if I put it on Instagram right now, just a minute and a half clip, it'll get removed within a minute because of some weird audio watermark on it. Wow. And I reached out to him. He's like, you, "Listen, man. I'm like, shut up. This would have just gone away. You never would have." No right. one ever, ever talked about it ever again, except right. for some DJ got it by coincidence. Anyway, right. that's that's my own bugaboo. Dude. So what? About, so Pookie doesn't own it, or has, or he just put the. He doesn't own it. As a matter of fact, I don't think Scott Montoya and Pookie are in speaking terms anymore. I know Scott Montoya doesn't speak. Talk, he's trying to sue Jamie Masada about a clip from a show seven years ago that he didn't write. He didn't direct. He was just a, like LLL Flicks was a producer on it. And I just try to be a man and be like, listen, Scott, just let go of the copyright thing. Who cares? Right, right. You can't fucking post it anywhere. It's a great bit. I mean, here's the funny thing, too, about that. I know Eric Blake was trying to do, do. he's like, hey, man, let's come up with some bits. Three people on stage because of the social distancing and the right. quarantine. Like that, that we can kind of, and I'm going, dude, how many great premises can you have that involve three people, no props on stage? Right. That, that's that's a legitimate sketch. I can't think of a thing. I right. feel like an asshole. I'm like, sorry, Eric. I'm going yeah. on a hike. I don't know what the fuck I think. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. Um, so can I can I ask you about Gary and how, what did he say to you? Was it like he what? just said? He said you fucking stole my bit or whatever. He came like said some shit. I was like, and I wrote back. I was like, dude. I go first of all. I was there, and Pookie said, "Here's a premise. You want to say the N word, but you can't. So you get someone to say it for you." And as we were going through the rehearsal process, um, we kept changing. The, the two right, black right, right, dudes right. kept changing. We had right. different. It wasn't Justin and Eric at first. It was like five different people. And I was the only guy who was there the whole time. Um, so I had to keep going, okay, here's the script of how to do it. So I didn't know. I mean, I saw the bit that he's talking about in his stand-up. Is it the same? He, he talks about being in a fight and being really mad. He goes, I was so mad. I want to say something to him. So I was like, oh, oh, you know what? You're nothing but... And the guy comes out from the stage and says the N-word for him as he's angry. That's the whole... So it's the same premise to his credit, but it doesn't have an arc. It doesn't change the, the meaning of it. Because I thought what was interesting is the idea that that word is, can be used in so many different ways. Right. right. So that... I don't know. I mean, I understand his point of view, but uh, who the fuck... Right, 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 right. Anyway, back to you. So I want to talk a little bit about New Orleans because I don't know much about. Did you when you grew up in New Orleans? This was sort of obviously pre Hurricane Katrina. Uh -huh. um, that's always one of those really mysterious cities I've been to on spring break and trying to get laid. <laughs> but I, I, I've also been really curious about the sort of like Creole kind of influence. Are you are you part Creole? Is I'm that, Creole. You are Creole. Yeah. Okay. My dad is French and my mom is black. That's what Creole is. Yeah. So does that mean your your dad was born French. In, yeah. in France uh -huh. and your mom was well I mean I don't know if he, he was born in New Orleans but my grandparents yeah, uh, yeah. can you do the accent no I, oh I could do New Orleans accent I can say baby how you doing cold drink yeah <laughs> I could do that but the Creole I'm just gonna accent do the French no yeah no this that's it I mean but it's 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 um I've never been to France so I wouldn't even know how you know what I mean what it is but how did that come about? I, I'm just curious in the history. I'm sure you might know. I, it just seems like it's a weird combo. I, I have, I have no clue. Yeah, I'm not even. I don't know how it came about. I think some French guy fucked some black <laughs> girls. We're all. Can you blame them? We're all here. Have you been? Have you gone to New Orleans a lot? I've only gone there. I'm, I'm obsessed with like the idea of witchcraft and uh -huh. the occult. And stuff like that. So I always feel like there's a weird underground to New Orleans. Like in the movie, like Angel Heart. I right. just dated myself. This is how old I am. <laughs> wow. You look good, though. You, you still have not told me how old you are, so it's fine. So you look good. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so um, so I, was that anything, was that a part of the culture growing up? Witchcraft? 
which is like the voodoo. Oh and, yeah, like, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, but there are people there that truly, honestly believe that, yeah. and believe that you see like they can call on spirits and everything. Do you believe that, sir? Um, I'm gonna tell you an interesting story. Uh, so I grew up Jehovah's Witness. Oh wow! Right? Yeah, I grew up Jehovah's Witness. Um. So growing up, Joe was when like like I said, I, I'm back and forth from New Orleans, whatever. But this was the time when we were living in L.A. Uh, my mom, there was this lady in our building who uh, worshipped the devil, and she thought she was, you know, she was demonic, whatever. And uh, she would always want to mess with my mom, and she would be like. Yo, you that Jehovah's Witness and like whatever, whatever. This is a tr- this really happened. Yeah, we go and get food, or, or she goes and get food. My mom, we see her at the grocery store that day. She has full basket of food, whatever. She lives in our building. Uh, she brings the food in later on that night. She's knocking on our door, and my mom always never opened the door for her because you know she was just crazy. So my mom is like, "What was going on?" She's like. I'm hungry. I need, I need, you know, I'm hungry. And my mom is like, we just seen you with a <laughs> gang of food. There's absolutely no way. She's like, no, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. And she's like, uh, uh, my mom's like, no, I'm not opening the door. So the next day she goes and she goes, I want to know about the Bible and Jehovah's Witness. Come into my house and teach me. Whoa. So my mom goes, you know what? All right. So my mom, you know, deep in. Because that's part of the mandate for Jehovah's Witness. Yeah, you got to preach. Yeah, she's deep in it. Yeah. She goes in. This is She goes in, and she is preaching to this lady. The lady gets up and says, give me a second. I go to the bathroom. She says she, she goes in the back and lights a candle. And my mom says that a spirit started choking her. Started choking your mom. Started choking my mom, and my mom had to call out Jehovah's name and ran up out the house. Now, has your mom had experiences like that before, or was this a unique thing that's never... Because that's a huge fucking thing to happen. She also told... I don't remember this. I remember that day, but I don't remember this part, but my mom... That was the part I forgot. When she asked about the food, my mom went up in the door, so my mom was kind of looking out the window... And she heard the girl go and get on like a two-story balcony like this is right now and was like on the roof and was screaming at my mom, screaming, screaming, open the door. My mom's looking out the window and she jumps off, hits the pavement, jumps up and runs into her house. And it's two stories. It was it was, it was like this, like our, like your and joint. And she just lands like a cat. Like, on the, like on, her, on the roof, jumps off the roof, hits the pavement, hard as shit, jumps up. And just runs in the house. And your mom is not someone you're like, oh, my mom's crazy. No, 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 no. 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 My, like, my mom doesn't lie. Like, it's yeah, like, Jesus. you know, it's one of those things like, you know, she's Jehovah's Witness. She doesn't curse. She doesn't lie. She's yeah, not yeah. making up stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Jesus. It's just like, so wow. yeah, I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did, yeah. You, did you guys move out of that goddamn apartment complex? We, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We moved out, but it, not for her. But yeah, we just moved out. We needed a bigger place. But yeah. yeah. But my mom wasn't letting anybody run her off. My yeah, mom geez, was. That's crazy. Yeah. Now Jehovah's Witness. Uh, I dated a Jehovah's Witness okay. once, and I was one thing. I was always. Are you still a practicing member no. of it? No. No. Um, no. I'm curious what made you made you leave or decide not to do. I'll I mean, most you. people leave their religions at right. some point when they get older. But I always find it odd that the idea is that there's a certain amount of people that a finite number of people that get into heaven, right? One hundred and forty-four thousand. So I was always confused why they were preaching to people to recruit them if they're trying to, if the number's so small. Like, wouldn't you want to be like, this is our secret, fuck you. No, so Jehovah's Witnesses believe that you're going to live forever on earth, but only 144,000 of the people will Escape go Escape the cycle. So they believe in reincarnation. No, they just believe that Jehovah God, Okay, so they believe in Jehovah God and Jesus Christ, his, yeah. his son. Jehovah is going to come back at some point and destroy this world. Yes. So he's going to destroy people who don't believe in him or that's not a Jehovah's Witness. All of the Jehovah's Witnesses that are doing right and not doing bad are going to live 
And, and out of those people, 144,000 will go to heaven. Got it. And so the rest of everyone, so if the, right now I think there's like 5 million, 5 or 6 million Jehovah's Witnesses. Mm-hmm. Those 5 or 6 million Jehovah's Witnesses will clean the earth out and make it a paradise again. Yeah. Which is bullshit. Well, your mom is still Jehovah's Witness, I'm assuming. Still Jehovah's Witness. I saw you talking with Dion Cole. Yeah. Having a laugh. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. So right. did you have to leave the church in a in a sort of controversial fashion? Like I, I've talked to a lot of Mormons and, and uh, Scientologists, uh-huh. and when they leave, it's a big fucking deal. I don't know how it is for a Jehovah's Witness. When you left, was it just sort of like you drifted away, or was there official leaving? Um, So I... So I'm gonna just be candid and yeah, real. Yeah, please. I love pussy. So I <laughs> <laughs> once I got old enough, which is about 15 and 16, 17, to realize that I couldn't fuck unless I wanted. I had to get married, and I was at no point marrying none of these bitches. <laughs> I was gone. Yeah. I was like, I'm out. I'm, yeah. I just left. I'm like, I moved out of my mom's house. I'm like, I'm not about to stop fucking, and I'm not gonna get kicked out. So I'll just leave. So that's called being inactive. Yeah. Now my brother stayed and kept going to meetings, but was fucking girls. Which is, yeah. Which was so dumb. And we kept saying, yo, bro, just leave. Just leave. So he got this fellowship, which is getting kicked out. My mom doesn't speak to him and hasn't spoken to him in 20 some years. Unless it's about her granddaughter or some family thing. Now, was it that he got caught? Breaking Somebody the, told the on him. Wow. So he was fucking with this girl, and someone, to, and one of his boys went and told that they're called elders. Went and told the elders. They have this little meeting. The elder, you're supposed to tell the elders everything that you've done. Right? Like a dummy, he did. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but here's the thing: when you're in that situation, when you're young like yeah. that. And just you're brainwashed into all of, of that. Of course, of course, it, man. It's, it's like everyone, you, you know, everyone, whatever religion it is. Yes. So you're brainwashed into whatever that belief is. Yes. Like, you know, people come up to me today when, well, you know, we talk and you, you know a little bit about Joe's Witness. But when I meet girls and I tell them I was a Joe's Witness growing up, they're always like, well, how was it with you? You didn't get to celebrate birthdays and, you know, this, and, and this. And I'm like. I never, it, it wasn't nothing because I never did it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah. it wasn't like I was like, oh, I'm missing something because I never did it. Yeah. So it was, it was like odd to me that people were doing that. Yeah. And my thing was, I'm going to tell you what my mom taught me. Yes. So it's going to be like, oh, well, you can't sell it because that wasn't Jesus' birthday and this and that. And I could break you down because that's what I was taught. Yeah. So I didn't miss any of Christmas and and old birthdays. Yeah. And all that. I can imagine doing that to my son now. There's just you know, I I think all holidays are bullshit. But was, was Santa Claus a part of Jehovah's Witness? No. So there was no no Santa Claus, no Christmas. There's no. There's nothing. The only thing that Jehovah's Witnesses celebrate is uh, Jesus uh, dying. So like Easter. Yeah. But it's not Easter. Got it's it. It's just a memorial. What's interesting about that is because I find a lot of religion is about either bribery or blackmail. Absolutely. The blackmail is if you fuck up, you're going to hell. Exactly. And the bribery is if, you, if you're good, you get Christmas presents. And I found, and they're the, inter, interrelated, but I find that the bribery of Christmas, I, don't, I have a daughter who, okay. from one I stand, but both my brothers have, have kids. The bribery of Christmas is a great way to get kids to behave from ages like four to 10. Right. If you like in February, hey, Santa's going to remember this. That's the only way to keep these fucking sociopaths in check. <laughs> or, or beat the so shit how out of you like keep, my mom. So, yeah, so as Jehovah's Witnesses, you only have blackmail. There is no bribery. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, my mom used to beat the shit out of us. Like, yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, you know, I grew up in the 80s. In the 80s, it was a different time. We was talking about the other day, me and my boys was talking about, could you imagine? We were watching an old clip of Richard Dawson. Kissing <laughs> girls oh in the mouth, Ugh. <laughs> and now particularly with coronavirus too. Yeah, I'm just saying he was kissing he married kiss women, married women in the mouth on live TV. He would go down the line. He did it like twice during the like it would be like so. What is it? Four girls or how many girls it would be in the? He would kiss each of them twice. 
That's crazy. Or three times, because when they would go up to the thing, he would kiss them. He would kiss them while he meet them. He was kissing them while they leave when they lost. This one, he was molesting your wife, and you had to sit there and take it for like a prize. Sometimes the kisses <laughs> would get a little like long. Oh too. man, what? Yeah. Could you imagine Steve Harvey kissing <laughs> someone right now? <laughs> Yo, it would be. It would be the, the he would never work again. And Richard Dawson did that with everyone. It didn't matter the race. No, the, no, no. It didn't matter the race. Yeah, we're, not, yeah. we're not talking about race. We're yeah. just talking. He just kissed women, <laughs> black, white, Asian, <laughs> Mexican. It didn't matter. You was yeah. a girl. You was getting kissed on the mouth. Wow. And you probably had to sign something to agree to be kissed by Richard. No, Dawson. it was the seventies. You don't. They, they didn't give a. <laughs> That's he was kissing. So I'm, I'm just what I was saying to that is is that it was just a different, different time. time, yeah, different time. My mom used to beat the shit out of us with any and everything. Yeah, I was about to say, what was her tool of insight? And whatever she could, whatever yeah. she found, whatever she was at, whatever she picked up, whatever it was, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you if you did something wrong. Yeah, and f- you know, for me, I, I'm I'm good with it. Yeah, because we grew up in the hood, a lot of shit could have been different. But my mom. I'm good with the Jehovah's Witness, me growing up in it. Yep. Because it kept us with structure. And it gave you some fundamental, like, morals and stuff, too. Exactly. Well, there's so many people I grew up with dead or in jail. Yeah. Or whatever the situation is, right? So my mom, I'm thankful for that. As an adult, it's bullshit. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Now, your relationship with your mom now, because I think a lot of, in in our generation, Uh right, we have to sort of forgive our parents. Because of the bullshit they put uh-huh. us through, right? It's just part of the thing. Like, I had to forgive my, my mom was a three mar- martini lunch, except we were white <laughs> trash. It was like three fucking swigs of Jack Daniels from a bottle lunch. Uh-huh. Uh, and I had to kind of forgive, like, wow, my mom was like a drunk my entire childhood. And that's okay because I had to forgive. But I feel like that's sort of our thing as a generation. Right. Because we're more evolved or more woke. We go, oh, right. yeah, that was just our parents in the 70s. Like how they fucking That was acted. just our parents. So my mom, like I said, yeah, like my mom was, you know, she never cursed or, you know, she got mad a lot. And, you know, she was raising three boys in the hood by herself. So my mom was like really, really strict. And she grew up in an even stricter time uh-huh. than I was born. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it was even. Imagine what she went through with she her imagine parents. Imagine what she went through. She had seven brothers and six sisters. And when they were growing up, anybody in the neighborhood could fuck you up. If they saw you doing something wrong, they could whip you. Tell your parents you would get a whipping from wow. your mom. And then tell you. So for me. I was never. I never wanted to get spankings, so I just didn't do nothing wrong. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a really loud. We got like Apache helicopter. Usually there's a. Wow. Well, they're not. They're cop helicopter. But anyway. That's dope. Usually the uh, the ambient, the sounds of helicopter you can't hear, but that's right. going to fucking well, pick it was up. Really, so. It was really close. <laughs> yeah, something's but going on right dope, now. But that's dope though. <laughs> but yeah, so my mom, like, I just never wanted to get spanked. Do you have you have brothers? You say right? How many brothers? Yeah, I'm the youngest of three boys. Three, three boys. Yeah. Okay, so you're the what? You're the I'm the middle. Middle. So do you find that um, your everyone's experience growing up is different based on their order in the family, or like, like just how how far are you guys apart? Two years each. Okay, so t- so some my older brother's two years older than me. My younger brother's one year. So you guys grew up together very yes, close. Yes. So I'm saying, do you find that the experience of your life and growing up and how your mom handled each person, is it different? Yes, because so my dad was a born again Christian. OK, which is basically like he watched too much porn, felt guilty and <laughs> had to come to Jesus moment. So. Right. And if you know anything about born again Christians, when they first become born again, I think he became born again like in the mid to late seventies or maybe early eighties. Um, we, you're really militant. Okay. Like he threw away anything in the house that was quote unquote could be evil. Right. Stephen King books were thrown out. Any comics that had all this playboys he threw out. Like he, it just became very. Um, he would take us to church meetings about. People speaking backwards on records like Smoke Marijuana, you know, just right, shit like right, that. Right, so right. Um, my oldest brother bore the brunt of that m- maniacal fanaticism, right? Okay. So my dad was very much like spare the rod, spoil the child. Right. By the time it got to me, so that's like four and a half years later, um, 
I think he'd he'd calmed down a little bit off that, and also just probably just given up a little bit. Right, right. Um, so I skated through a lot more than my brothers did. Like my mom, like my mom would beat me. We'd get like Hot Wheels. Do you mm, remember Hot Wheels? Of racetracks. So she'd beat us with the, we call it the red thing, the yeah. Hot Wheels racetrack. But my mom was a drunk, so she had terrible aim. Right. It wasn't very hard, you know right. what I mean? You can. You we should, were trying not to laugh the whole time. Right. You should write this. You like you wake up in the morning and tell your mom, "Man, you did a good job whipping me last <laughs> yeah, night." She yeah. was so drunk, she didn't remember. She's like, "For real, I did good." Yeah, yeah. yeah you, that. I used to talk about that too. I because there was a time I remember for Christmas I got like a Hot Wheels racing set. Right. It was like a very mixed feelings. Like, wow, this is cool. I'm gonna get beaten with this shit. Right, right, right. Later. You're trying to pick toys that you won't get beat with. Can I have a stuffed animal for Christmas, Mom? Right. <laughs> That's so hilarious. <laughs> no, I was asking that because I, I, so like me, like I said, I didn't want to get spanking, so mine skipped. Mm-hmm. So my brother looked just like my dad. Everything my dad ever did to my mom. <laughs> oh my god! My wow, brother got it. Yeah, uh, is everything. And yeah. then he got kicked out of the religion too. So she had she doesn't have no reason to talk to him except for you know her granddaughter. Uh, and then I didn't like I said I didn't I didn't want to get in trouble, so I never I never did anything. And my younger brother. So it would have came to me, but I just didn't do nothing. So it went to my it younger skipped brother. Skipped him, yeah, interesting. And it, it was, so it, it was like me, it was like you, like okay, I'm over it, whatever. But because it was nothing I was doing. Yeah. So I was asking that because my younger brother, we all grew up in the same house. We all got spankings. My mom was crazy on all of us, right? But my younger brother has a different viewpoint of how we were raised interesting yeah so it's like he'll say he'll come and tell us stuff and we're like bro you're 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 over overly like it's not even that serious yeah but he took it personal yeah so he gives my mom now very very like a lot of grief yeah on our growing up do you feel that you have any obligation or interest in trying to reconcile that between them or is that just something nah, you're like, i could care less they, yeah. they're like they're like they're like uh a, a married couple interesting they're yeah. like a, a a fucking old married couple <laughs> uh they're actually staying with me during the uh are they um and it's listen it's the <laughs> bro holy shit <laughs> i i remember why i left at 17 yes I'm sitting there with my mom. So they're here right now. Yeah, they're here right now. And my mom lives in Tennessee, but she she's here now. And my younger brother lives in Seattle. They're living with me right now, and they are just like cats and dog fighting. And nonstop. so you've been quarantined with your mom and your brother for how long? Two months now. Because when it happened, my mom was scared. She was like, I don't know how long this is going to be. Can I just come stay with you? And of course, I'm going to be like, of course. Of course. course. So she comes. And then my little brother's like, oh, her mom is coming. I'm going to come and stay too. And I'm like. (laughs) And these these two fight like I said. That's crazy. I'm just in my room. And are you like every day are you like, fuck you, Fauci. (laughs) Open. You're like a Trump supporter, like open America now, motherfucker. Open America now, motherfucker. Yes. Holy shit. Yes, I'm, I'm a Trump supporter anyway, but yes. So I want to I want to talk about that too. This, right. is, this is a segue to get to. Right. I don't know if you have more to talk about I, that. I, yeah, but yeah. Um, because I the coronavirus issue. This is like I said, you're the first person I've had to really mm-hmm. um, that I don't really know, and we're obviously very different like communities right. and cultures. Um, how do you think the coronavirus affected the black community differently than the white community? How do you think they they, what do you and your like people in the black community feel about the coronavirus as opposed to white people? Do you think there's a difference? Does it matter? Is there? I know how it was when we when it first started. Yeah, black people don't believe shit. Of course, <laughs> right, of course, right. right. And so I believe, we, yeah. yeah, I wrote a joke about that. How black people didn't. Let me see what I said. But black people don't. They we didn't believe shit. And there's also a feeling which I understand from black people, which is like. We're better than white people. We're a little bit more superhuman. We're not hypochondriacs. Because every hypochondriac I know is, is fucking uh-huh. white or Persian or something. I don't know a lot of black hypochondriacs. No, no, be, no. Because all the shit has happened to us in our, our life anyway. So, yeah. like, but what did I say? Uh, um, oh, I said I went to the grocery store in a white na- area. 
There wasn't shit on the shelves. I went to the same hood store. It was fully stocked because black people don't believe shit. And this was at yeah. the beginning of everything. I, you know, I live in a neighborhood where I'm like right on it. Like James Davis says, hood adjacent. Yeah, hood adjacent. Like where is it? I'm on La Cienega. And, I mean, uh, La Brea and Olympic. Okay, so you're right by. I'm yeah, like, so I, get, I, I walk out of my house, right? And if I go to the right, there's a liquor store. Yeah. But I can go right next and it's Olympic and Wilshire and great areas. And you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I'm right there. So uh, I go into the black neighborhood, which is right next to like Pico and La Brea, like we're coming in. Yeah. It's fully stocked. Black people are like, Oh, this shit is, they're just fucking with us. The government is whatever. You go right up on Wilshire, and there's a Ralph's on Wilshire where that, where the IHOP is. There's Uh a Ralph's IHOP right next door. Everything was gone. No toilet paper. Nothing. And I didn't understand the toilet paper thing. I still don't understand toilet paper. (laughs) That strikes me as something that was very white. And also, because I think that white culture is very much, whatever people say about the patriarchy is dictated by White women and white women's fears. Right. Right. So I, I find that and white men trying to please white women were like, okay, whatever you want. Right, right, right. We just follow along. <laughs> right. I don't know a lot of white men that were like all about hoarding the toilet paper. Right. Right. So, but I felt like what I saw white women doing, behaving this way, it, it just floored me from the beginning. You know, so uh, where was the point? Was there a point where it changed where you felt like, because now it's sort of disproportionately affecting black communities more, apparently, in, in numbers of effect. That's what they say. But you don't know if you believe that, too. Uh, man, my, my belief is... Um, Do you know anyone who's got it? How about no. that? No. Have you met anyone who's got it? I know a lot of people who's got it, which is interesting. Oh, and that's... They're all that's, white. Oh, they're all white. All right, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, except for Mike, Michael Yo is the only one who's... Who's half black, half whatever Asian. Korean, but he has a white wife. So yeah. there you go. But <laughs> stop, stop fucking around with it. No, I his, I wrote another joke, but I couldn't do it at the Live Factory today because it was like we had to keep it sort of clean. But black people have been been uh, practicing social distancing my whole life. We've always been like, give me 50 feet, nigga. Like, you know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, like it's always been that. Yeah, so yeah. it's like. But no, I really do believe that uh, it's a stronger flu and people die from the flu or other diseases every day. Yeah. And I really believe that they don't want Trump to win again. So you think, did you see the, and I wanted to talk some about this. Did yeah. you see Plandemic? Did you see that video, Plandemic? I'll send you a link if you send have it. I have it. I would love to see it. Um, what's interesting about it, because, again, and, and I respect that you voted for Trump. My dad yeah. is one of the best humans I've ever known. He voted for Trump. My brother mm-hmm. voted for Trump. They're big Trump supporters. Okay. I'm right in the middle, right? right. I, I'm a little bit left. Well, I don't vote, but I, I support what but Trump you, is you, doing. you get what he's doing. Yeah. So, um, so Plandemic is a 25-minute interview with this scientist who was around with Fauci during the AIDS administration. Mm-hmm. And Fauci pretty much botched the AIDS response. I, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Right. But now he's considered this fucking guru right. for fucking all scientists and all Americans to listen to. And she's saying that there is financial corruption involved with people being told to stay at home. Absolutely. That's all she's saying. She's not saying, like, aliens landed in my roof. Right. She's just saying... There is some financial corruption. There's a financial incentive to get people to stay at home that involves therapeutics and vaccines. And because of this, fighting over credit and fighting over patents, people are dying. Absolutely. It's been removed from every fucking social. You can't you can't watch it except for very arcane websites. YouTube really? removed it. Facebook. Removed it. And it's not a crazy conspiracy theory thing. It's just this woman saying, this is my experience having worked for the NIH for 20 fucking years. So I got into an argument with this girl. She's a nurse. I got into an argument with her. She's going off on me. And I'm all I'm saying to her is I know three to four nurses that all work in hospital. My one of my my ex-girlfriend runs two hospitals and no one's in there. Yeah. Yeah. Hospitals so, are going bankrupt. Bankrupt. Yeah. And 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 hospitals are in it for money. Like that's why everyone's sick. Because the money is, is in the it's not in the cure. It's in the whole. It's like Chris Rock said. Right. 
Yeah. That's where I was getting it from, man. I always try to give credit to, but I just yeah. didn't remember who it was. But it's, it's, there ain't no money in that. It's, Chris, it's in the right. drugs, yeah. It's, it's, right. It's so, in the treatment or whatever. It's, it's in the, the treatment. Yeah. It, it ain't no money in the cure. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So that's what, it, that is, that's what it is. So they're going bankrupt because people aren't going to hospitals. Yes. And no one has the corona like they thought millions of people. And what a lot of people think is that when you get the corona, you're going to die. And they think it's a death sentence. Yeah. And so what I was saying is at some point, this is going to be over very quickly, very soon. We're going to wear masks for a little while, but we're not China. We're not going to walk around forever with masks. People are just not going to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's already people are like, yo, I've been in the house two fucking months. I'm not sitting in the house anymore. Yeah. Like, I'm not sick. No one is sick. I'm going, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to the stores. I'm, nothing is happening. Yeah, I'm social distancing, but I'm not getting sick. So why are we staying in the house? Why? Like, it, it's. I saw a text or, 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 or a meme, which is funny. I think it says something like, uh, the corona is a very shafty uh 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 illness because it picks and chooses where you're going you're going to get sick at you can go to the grocery store you but you can't go to the barbershop can't go to the barbershop but you can go to the grocery store you're not gonna get sick at the grocery store right? but you're gonna or get <laughs> can't go to the beach can't go to the beach <laughs> right but you can go to that liquor store you yeah. know what I mean like you can't go to a car wash you can't go to that's what I'm saying so it's picking it's so crazy that this let me see if I, I can remember or find it where it was that was it was said but nah she took it down you know when they because they opened like Atlanta's opening right big it, open big opening right right and a lot of people, and again, there's a lot of these like liberal elite, coastal white social justice warriors. They're saying that's racist that they're opening land because they want black people to go to barbershops and die, which is fucking. There, look, and, and I've always said this, and I really believe this. What happened over in Atlanta with um, with Ahmed Arbery? It's f- terrible. There's, I'm glad those people are going to fucking jail. No matter what they fucking say. But do we say, know the whole story? Wh- whatever they say, though, they got to go to jail, at least for manslaughter, right? Absolutely. Because w- no matter what, the, even if he was breaking entering, I don't give a fuck. What he, even if he was burglaring, I don't give a shit. That shouldn't have happened, right? So here's the thing. So, and I, well, you want to say your point? And then, okay, um, sorry. God, my, I've been smoking too much weed. Yeah. So, so right before that, I was saying that, oh, so they're saying that that was racist because they're trying to get black people to to, to deliberately die, which right. is such a crazy fucking... I, I don't feel that... that I've never met... I talk about this back. I say, Nazis are on the rise. Nazis are on the rise. In my lifetime, look at me, dude. No one's come up to me like, hello, would you like to hear more about the organization? <laughs> like, I look like a fucking Nazi, and I've never been recruited. So I just don't buy... I just don't buy yeah, there are some white people that are shitty yeah, absolutely. and, and want to like have it in for black people. Yeah, 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 but like, if there are that many, a lot more of them would have come to yeah, me like I was an ally. Listen, absolutely. I think there are racist people. Like, There's racist people across the board in yeah. every race, right? So do I think that um, you know, cops beat the shit out of minorities? Absolutely. Yeah. And we're just filming it? Absolutely. Uh, but do I think cops kill a lot of white people too? Absolutely. It's crazy because if you say it, it's fine. If I say it, I'm I have a funny mustache and a comb over and a swastika. <laughs> well, that's yeah. There's a lot of things that black people can say and do, um, and it's just what it is. But y'all run the country, so fuck it. <laughs> not for, not for long. <laughs> <laughs> but no, see, so I just, I'm just, you know, those those two guys should go to jail for chasing him down and shooting him. Yeah, absolutely. But there are now video coming up where he was doing what they were saying. Yeah, which is being on people's property, going into the houses and stuff. Yeah. Where they were building a house and he was kept going on there. So it might not be as black as white is. It's a it never white person is, right? killing yeah. a black person. Again, they should go to jail because you just don't. You don't, don't do that even though you were going through. I Look, I just fucked a girl in an abandoned house like two weeks ago. <laughs> right, 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 right. Did you? you? Yeah, it's the fucking best. <laughs> so, 
So, but what I'm saying is, if it was my house and you came running out, hey, listen, I'm not going to shoot you down. Yeah. That's where they should go to jail for. But let's figure, I, I don't, I'm not a person and never have been that jumped to conclusions without hearing all the facts. Yeah. Because peop, a lot of people can die because of that. It's like, okay, well, this is what happened. And so we're going to ride in the streets. But let's hear facts first. Again, because I, I want to make it clear, they should not have chased him down and killed him. Yes. But he wasn't just running in the neighborhood like, oh, he job. runs here every day. And we just say, we saw a nigger, so we just can't. No. Yeah. So it's a, that's what I'm, I'm saying. That's, that, that's, we just have to let the process People don't want to let the process. They no, want the absolutely. minute they, there, there's something they can jump on, like Jesse Smollett is a perfect example. The minute it looks like it fits a narrative, a liberal narrative that they want to propagate, they jump on it right away. Right. No one was waiting for Jesse Smollett for that case to come out. And then when it did, they weren't like, I'm sorry. that They were like, let's just not talk about it again. Right, you right, right, he, right. He, but he set that up. Yeah, of course he did. <laughs> like, like, I love that he's still defending. I'm like, listen, you dipshit. Right, you weren't like, smart enough. Right, you're stupid enough to keep the noose around your neck. Right. that everyone's like, what the fuck? In and you're Chicago, not smart enough. I got this in the winter. Have you ever been? You've been to Chicago oh, fuck, in the yeah. winter? No way. Yeah. Who was standing outside <laughs> waiting for Jesse to come? Yeah, it's, it's he's like, just he's just a dumb dumb. He's dumb, just a dumb dumb. There's a lot of dumb dumbs. In yeah. this world, because I sit at home and watch the Murder Channel all day. <laughs> I swear to God, I can do a What's murder. It, is that Discovery Channel? Yeah, like it's like the ID. ID channel, uh, oh, yeah, listen, ID. I can do a murder. Yeah, you figure it out. Oh no, listen, <laughs> all well, all the stuff that's happening. Like I'm watching every night, ten episodes. I'm just sitting there watching. This that's the only thing really I watch on TV. I can get away with because I know <laughs> what the fuck to do. Like, did you know this is? I did this. I said this on Tom's podcast too, but. Because we were talking about it. But do you know, and a lot of people don't know this, but this is what I found out. When you start calling 911, it starts recording you from the ring. From the ring. Oh, that's crazy. So people saying bullshit when it's ringing. And then that's how they caught this one girl. (laughs) She was saying what happened during the ring. When they picked up, she was a whole nother person. Oh, wow. That's great. And so they went. And rewinded the ring and hurt her. Wow, that's amazing. And right? Is that's yeah. amazing? So they they get you on the ring. Have they always been? Do- that must be a new technology, right? I have right? no idea, but it's wow. something that I I never knew unless I watched that show. Yeah, I can I can do a murder. Yeah, you, you got to be like, oh my God, I can't believe she fell down. She's pregnant. She fell down those steps. I can't believe it. Hello, nine one one. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh man, listen, Ocean, you're you're awesome. Thank you so much. This this has gone on very long. You're great. I could talk to you for fucking ever. Right, um, right. But I wanna I wanna let you go. Do your thing. Uh, thank you for coming on, man. So how do I get this? I can put it on my platforms too, or how so, do I get uh, people to send the we're link? Gonna, or- we're going to we're going to this is the plan. We're going to uh, download our, our thing. I'll send you the link. Okay. Uh, I'll get hopefully the the Laugh Factory Instagram will post on their story. Okay. So you can share the story from nice. La- Laugh Factory and uh, yeah. So. I mean, we'll have it the name, so you can sp- spell it for people okay. right now if you want. But it'll be on the on the. Uh, link too. My name or yeah, yours. Uh, so all my all my social uh, stuff is Ocean Live. Ocean at Live. Ocean Live. So anything, Facebook, Instagram. Any shows coming up? <laughs> We're gonna actually do some stuff with the Live Factory and with Chocolate in, Sunday. In Chocolate Sunday, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Sketches, uh, stand up, both. It's a, it's a lot of different stuff. So they told me not to say anything yet. Got it. But uh, we're going to, like, <laughs> Lonnie was like, please don't let the uh, quarantine be over yet because she had just got all this together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to be cool. And there's a lot of money. Like, uh, Steve Hostetler, he's doing a killing out here, bro. Is he? Dude, he's selling tickets. Like, he's doing, like, he's doing, like. On Zoom comedy and stuff like that? Zoom. Like, he's doing, like, 300 people for, like, $10. Jesus Christ. And he's, and he's selling out. He's a great businessman. He's yeah. a great businessman. Yeah. I don't know about his comedy. I've never really watched it. All I know is he's a great businessman. Yeah. And I, I love that. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. So it's great. This has been great, man. Like you, Everyone have me. 
Use a topic or something. Yeah, Call me. Sure, I'm man. here, man. I'm hey, here. dude. I don't know how long this quarter is going, but any more hot takes? Yeah. By the way, watch Plandemic. Maybe you can come back. We can talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Send it to me, and I will definitely. Awesome, man. It. Hey, guys. Thanks for uh, thanks for listening, and uh, and stay safe. Or don't. Just go out and have fucking fun. You just know what go, I mean? Yeah. Just we're all gonna die eventually. We're gonna die. So just go fuck some <laughs> porn bitches with no condoms, and it'll be good. <laughs> all right, guys. Bye bye. <laughs>